this podcast is for adults only. If you are under 18, go away. <laughs> Hello again. It's been a while. Um, I have no excuse. Just work. That's it. No other excuse. Uh, rather than me bore you with all the details, how about a new episode? Here's a conversation with uh, Princess Marx, who I put out a call asking for... I wanted to t talk to someone who was anti-capitalist on the show, just because uh, of it's pretty relevant today. Um, some would argue it's been relevant for the last couple hundred years, but, you know, I'm a little late to the game. And also, uh, we knew a lot of people, uh, we knew a lot of uh, mutual friends, and so it was just a matter of time before we uh, sat down and had this conversation. More episodes are in the pipeline, I promise. And here's a conversation with Princess Marks. I think it was Twitter. I said, I want to talk to an anti-capitalist kinkster. And someone said, uh, you got to talk to Princess Marks. And so they also mentioned a few other people. And I think that's how we met. Someone mentioned you and we kind of went that way. And um, now we can talk about your anti-capitalism. Sure. But first, we have to talk about you. Okay. Um, you're, you're in L.A.? I live in L.A., yeah. And uh, tell me, like, what's your what's your superhero origin story? How did you... Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess it was more of a, a, a fantasy um, superhero origin story as in, like, a focal person that inspired me kind of thing? Or? Well, no. It's like, um, uh, what was the radioactive spider that bit you that gave you the superpowers? Ah, like, were, were, you, were you born with these superpowers? Oh, yeah. Are you, like, a mutant? Were you born with it? Or was it, like, you were walking down the street and you saw someone in leather and you were like, boom? Or what it was, was it? It was probably a combination of all those things. But I distinctly remember having fantasies as, like, you know, I remember when we left the place where I'm from, former Yugoslavia, was when I was 10. So but after we moved into our new house when I was eight, but in that period, I had all these fantasies that were kinky. And it's probably when I became sexual. Right. Um, and the fantasies at the time involved giantesses and a planet of dominant women and no men. And one lucky man gets to come every once in a while. I had the same dream. <laughs> Did you? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think every submissive guy has that dream. I'm mean, the only one there. <laughs> they have no choice but to like me. Well, yeah. I mean, he's in, in my fantasy, this person is chosen for their traits and views it as a great honor. Oh, of course. Um, right. And, you know, when... when And it's, all, it's only occasional because most of the time men are kind of an encumbrance. I, I should say... I was cho in my dream. I was chosen for all my uh, for really great traits. They just happen to be the traits that I have. Of course, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, that's name the way it starts works. with a vowel, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so that was that was something you fantasized about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't, you know, I would say probably my early childhood fantasies were, you know, some were more explicitly like femdom. I think I'm sure others were more switchy. Um, you know, and, and as life went on, I definitely cultivated both parts of myself. Um, yeah. Like, for me, it was Wonder Woman. Ah. Like, I didn't know that I, that's why I liked her. Uh-huh. But I was like, there's something about her, you know? Uh -huh. And that, when I was a kid, right, I was like, I don't know, there's something, I can't put my finger on it, there's something about Wonder Woman. Um, I feel you. I, def I mean, all those images clearly, like, permeated my brain, you right. know? So, I, uh, my mom is a tall, like powerful woman and you know it just it, that stuff is all around you it's hard to not like well, you know there was a movie well the guy who created wonder woman was into kink yeah yeah. you yeah. know um so it's clearly he was like it's not like it was hidden or anything like oh, that no, it was pretty it was very very, very magic obvious. lasso yeah i mean come on <laughs> um so when did it so that was like early like brewing of this yeah when did you like connect like oh this is a thing that i can do <laughs> oh that was many years later um all of those early fantasies manifested in other ways in my in my sexuality um in my i don't know i guess in my late teens and early 20s um and it was at it was basically my early 20s that i met a pro dom um i'm trying to think like i was on fet life before i met her um and for a lot for a long time for some time i thought i was submissive and I would try to get guys to top me and I would tell them exactly like blow by blow right. how I wanted them to top me, which I learned later was a very dominant thing to do. Right. And not to not like to no surprise, um, none of them could sort of satisfy my fantasy. Right. Um, because really, I just wanted to run the show and I wanted to be things to be done a certain way. Right. Um, 
so I think that was my early explorations on FetLife were primarily with me. Uh, like I, I thought I would explore the submissive side of me. Um, although I never met up with anyone. Right. Um, and then I met Princess Callie probably when I was like 24, 23 maybe. Um, and she told me about her life and what she does for work and for pleasure. And I was like, wait, this is real. Right. Like, I just, I think I just didn't know like what femdom and practice meant or in real right. life, like these fantasy fantasies I'd had were kind of probably like semi-suppressed, you right. know? Um, so yeah, she like, she kind of blew my mind. I was like, wait. <laughs> uh, see, we were talking before we started recording how people know people. Who not, and Callie is definitely someone who, you know, I think a lot of people who've met Callie. Yeah. Realize, oh my God, this is you know, uh, it's the people who you meet who are not kind of cartoonish, I guess. You know, because obviously people have personas that they put on yeah. for whatever. Yeah. But when you meet someone, I remember when I met, first met someone who was like everything I imagined uh, uh, a dominant woman to be, mm. not the cartoon or the porn version. Mm -hmm. But when I met someone who was like that, I was like, oh my God. She's a person, right? <laughs> Shocking. You know what I mean? Because I know, I you know, always have you're only exposed to this one totally, thing, right? Totally, totally, totally. And so, um, and so, I, I think that's that's a big. That sounds like Callie was sort of your. That was the big light bulb moment. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh my god, I was just you know, I mean, it, for me, it fit into I guess this sort of dovetails into the poli politics aspect, but that was actually a big part of the appeal. Right. Um, where the politics. Um, so as an immigrant um, and as someone who has two aunts who are housekeepers, um, I found I, I liked a clean house, but I had no time. And right. I found found the notion of having a housekeeper who's another immigrant woman in my house very strange. Right. And so when Callie said that she has guys who come and clean her house, not only for free, but they pay her. I was like, and obviously they're often sort of older white men right. of means. Um, all of this stuff just fit right in with not only my needs, but my politics. Right. You know, I was, um, I'm still, I guess, quite radical in my mind, but I'm sure I, I do fewer things these days sure. that are politically radical. Maybe, maybe not. Um, You're talking about it. That's what more, more, more than what most people do. So that's, I suppose it's that's a good. start. It's a start. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, for me, it just, it just aligned like the, it just felt right. You right. know, I mean, whatever images I had as a child that were exciting in whatever way, um, were sort of like just supplanted right. or the other way around, like the stuff, the politics kind of supplanted that. Right. Um, and so when, when you, you went from like, I'm going to explore this as a Smith, which I think most people do. Yeah. A lot of people do. I, I know a lot yeah. of people who were dominant who started that way just because it's, yeah. it's sort of learning by example in a way, or just that's, you know, if you don't know all the things, you know, how do you experience it? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so I know a lot of people. So when 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 you decided, oh, I can be dominant when I do this. Yeah. How did that? Did, were you off and running? Did you were you like line up, boys, or what was it? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I think um, I think I always, I think at best I was switchy. Right. Um. I you know I I for example I didn't have sex till I was eighteen, um, and the only thing that I did do with boys prior to that was let them go down on me. Right. Like did nothing for them. Right. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't call any of that submissive. Like, I totally ran that show. Sure. Um, but in my head, I had certain fantasies I wanted executed. You know, and that was that was what I was seeking with the submissiveness thing. It just didn't quite work the way I expected. Um, but the femdom lifestyle thing was a thing that I, that was unfamiliar to me. You right. know, I think there's like like sex is over here, and then lifestyle is over here. Right. Um, having someone who serves you, having someone whatever, just someone be a slave or a submissive and cater to you. Like that's that's a different thing it's outside of the bedroom right in addition to in the bedroom sometimes um it's also very there's there's so many um lines like people think if you're 24 7 yeah then you're constantly wearing a leather gimp suit <laughs> and all this other stuff like we're sad and i are 24 7 yeah. right i do clean whenever i can she's a much better cook but you know we have these lines right and and if I have to work late, then maybe she'll clean or something like that. Mm -hmm. So people, people always imagine that it's, you know, I'm just standing here with a fan, like right, constantly, right, yeah, yeah. which if I could totally sure. be in for that. Right. Uh, <laughs> but life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So people, when people, people always think the, the most extreme version of that. Right. Right. But, yeah. 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 Um, so, okay. So you decide you, you're kind of exploring. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you the rundown. Um, I met Callie in 2007. Um, 
And then actually the thing that really sold me were, were these foot massage parties or however she framed it at the time, at the time, like I, my, like sincerely had a moment where I was like, okay, what do I have to pay? <laughs> you know, I was like, I like getting my feet rubbed. Uh, and she's like, oh no, no, you don't pay. I was like, oh, it's free. Even better. You know? <laughs> um, and the thing that put the nail in the coffin was like, oh no, you actually get paid. It was just like, are you kidding me? Like, okay. Um, so that was, that was the first thing that I ever actually dabbled with in terms of like the professional side. Yeah. Um, it's probably useful if we distinguish between professional and lifestyle because lifestyle had been dabbling for years and doing other weird freaky things. Uh, But that was my first foray into pro-dom stuff. Uh, Now, for those people who don't know, the foot parties, and I want to do, if you're game, I want to do a deep dive on foot fetish because I don't, I'm kind of an idiot and I get a ton of emails. How come you didn't ask the woman about her feet? I get a ton of those things. Interesting. I have like a full body fetish. I'm like, I can't pick one. Uh, But like foot fetish guys, like we'll go out to parties. They'll just approach and go like, they'll approach her and say like, can I worship your feet? Just out of nowhere. No one says, can I worship your elbows? No one does this. Do you know what it is about feet? Oh, you're asking me to speculate in something that there is no conclusive answer. Um, no, I want it. <laughs> scientific. Where's the Where's the study? The data doesn't exist yet. <laughs> right. I would love to see the data. Right. Um, people do have interestingly armpit uh, fetishes, right? Sure. And there are hands, and and there are some other body parts. It's not the degree, though. I mean, right? Well, what, you know, I think that there's. It's an interesting, interesting question. Why it's sort of the most one of the most prevalent fetishes. Right. Um, apparently, if you you know among the searched fetishes on Google, it's like number two or something. Right. Um. So I, you know, I can say that like, I would say like fifty percent of the people that I see are, um, maybe like forty percent are like just foot fetishes who are not submissive. Right. And there's like a swath of like sixty percent who are submissive and foot fetishists. Um, and not every submissive is also a foot fetishist, right? right? So it's subsets and subsets. Right. Um, I can, I think it's easier for me to talk about the submissives. Um, sure. like for me, I, I think I, it makes sense. Um, I don't know. It's like the lowest part of a woman's body. Sure. Um, a submissive is typically not entitled to access to a woman's body. Uh, they're meant to worship and, and show reverence and, Kings and queens are t- greeted in this way. Sure. You know, it's sort of, it's cultural, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of just I mean, making things up. But. Sure, no, but that, that that does make sense. I mean, even, you know, even in the Bible, someone watched right. Jesus' feet and Jesus would watch it. You know, so maybe that's something as a kid that's just, you know, it's not like Jesus scrubbed his elbows or <laughs> Jesus... Jesus took up the Q-tips and, right, you know. Right, 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 um, So, yeah, I guess there is. I mean, of all the body parts, that's probably one of the more, of the non-sexual parts that's more prevalent. Um, but it is like a, it just surprises me that it's, it is such, I mean, again, I, I don't get emails from people saying you, you should have talked about her hands or how come you didn't talk about her earlobes, you know. Right, right, right. Um, it's just, I, I, it's, it's just, it boggles my mind, right? I mean, I can, listen, I can totally understand why someone would want to know about any part of a woman's body, For right? Sure. But I don't sure. understand why that specific one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, a, I don't know. That there's a, a an answer. Well, there goes the reason uh, I had you on. <laughs> oops, Thanks a lot. Sorry. No, no. Let's talk around the subject. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, but that first party you went to, that first yeah. foot party. Yeah. Were, what was your reaction when you're like? Um. Well, Callie prepped me by saying that it was probably going to be like an eighth grade dance and it was going to be really awkward and the guys are going to be afraid to talk to you and you're going to be afraid to talk to them. So you just have to go over and like talk to them right. and ask them if they want a session with you. Um, and so that's what I did. I was like, okay, I can do that. Um, so, I mean, it was it was awesome. And they know? just rub your feet. And they, they rub your feet for right. 10 minutes at a time. Um, and depending, typically at the party format, you, you get 20 bucks for 10 minutes. Right. Um, and it's not sketchy. Right. It's not like, that was sort of the thing that sold me is, you know, um, as soon as I sort of, when someone tells you you're getting paid, your mind does this math and you're like, okay, what else do, you, do I have to do? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but when I met Callie, I could sense very clearly that like, she was a like no BS kind of girl. And there was going to be no like sketchy business happening. She, Callie's not like, hey, lady, <laughs> you want to make a quick uh, 20 bucks 
for 10 minutes. Well, nothing wrong with making a quick 20 bucks in 10 minutes no, and of doing sketchy not. things, but that's by not, the way. That's not what she was saying. No, she wasn't. And, you know, I was, listen, I was like fresh out of college and sure. this was at a, at, a, at an extracurricular like class at a college, right. at the university that I was working at. So uh, I was a little, as, as adventurous sexually and, and as progressive as I was, you know, I don't know that I would have done it if I thought there was dick involved, you right. know. That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I wouldn't have done it if I thought there was a dick involved. <laughs> Princess Callie's and Princess Marx's episode. Right, right, right. Um, um, so, so you did it. It was like a school dance. And it was just great. There's this massage. Feet, it was awesome. You like, and, you're like, and the guys were nice. And everyone was respectful. And, and it just, it, you know, this may sound strange, but it felt wholesome. You know, it was right. like, I, I like having my feet rubbed. They like rubbing my feet. Um, Win-win. Yeah, right. you know. <laughs> That's great. And so when did you decide to take it to the next level? Well, you know, I certainly part of the appeal was was having a slave. Like, I love the idea of having a slave. Right. Um, but finding a good one or whatever. And sort of there was a lot of logistics involved in having a slave that are kind of difficult. Um, so I, there was one guy that I met at the party who, who served me a couple times. But I was very protective of my personal space. And I was not willing to let people, like, into my house or sure. anything. Um, but I had already been talking to a guy at that point for like three years on, on AFF at the time. I don't know if you remember. Adult Friend AFF. Finder. Yes. Um, I'd been on Adult Friend Finder since I was like 17. Right. I was like, and again, well, yeah, anyway, whatever. I have, I... <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing because I, I don't want to completely derail the conversation. Uh, Sad was like, I would really like a submissive female to join us, right? Oh, yeah. She's like, I would really like that because I'm another female energy and um, so I went on Tinder, all these yeah. things. Most people are just looking for a one-time thing. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to try alt. So you I did. created an account on alt. Like and it recently. Felt, like last night. Oh my God. And it felt so weird. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I'm back on alt again. This is still up. <laughs> it was the whole reason I met her. So I could stay off of this goddamn website. And so I wouldn't have to go back on goddamn alt. And of course, within five seconds, I get some spam of some, you know. Right. Totally. totally. So I don't even know what the kink dating site is anymore. So I have to ask around, I guess. Oh, I guess, I guess there's Collar Me and Subspace and whatever, but oh, I've Subspace. actually never, I've never used. Um, I think Collar Me shut down. But oh, okay. So I could be, anyway. Tells you, tells you how much I use right. it. Anyway, um, I derailed the conversation. No, it's okay. So I was. I, I, You're looking I, for a slave. Well, no, no, no. Well, yeah. Okay. I was I was open to the idea. Um, and I this guy had, on AFF had been pursuing me for three years, and I was basically not that into him. So I was like, okay, we can meet, but only under the, these conditions. And basically, I was like, you have to be my slave, and there will be no sex. Right. Like, obviously. Um, and I sent him this long, like, like, questionnaire that I actually hijacked from alt that was like you know identify your type and like all like 16 billion questions and i was like fill this out if he does this he might actually be worthwhile because yeah. it's like 300 questions is hard to answer right. um he dutifully filled them out really smart guy um still have him in my life um um and yet he was just to the to this day he's actually been the most like precise slave i've had like and that to me is like pretty close to best. Right. You know. You mean uh, like dutifully exacting. Yeah, and just meticulous about things right. and 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 obedient and right. whatever. Um respectful and helpful and and just a really nice person. Sincere. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean some people are I meet a lot of sincere people who are not just not like that detail oriented, right. right? So like different people have different skills. Sure. Um he had he was he had identified as a top apparently with everyone prior to that. Um, but you know, it just, it just worked. Yeah. Um, so that happened. I had a couple of, that was like, a hold lifestyle. on, I'm sorry. Yeah. He fills this out. Yeah. He's still in your life, but you didn't say like, what, what did that look like? What that, what did that relationship oh, look sure. like? Oh, sure. Well, he, he helped around the house. I was living with roommates at the time. Um, you the know. roommates were like, <laughs> yeah, I had to be careful. For the first time he came over, I was like, oh, he's just going to help me. <laughs> you know, and he was a younger, it helped that he was a younger guy. So it didn't oh, look out of place. Sure. Um, but you know, he like spent the whole day in the basement, you know? Right. 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 <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's just, uh, he's sort of, he's kind of always been in service in that sense. It wasn't uh, a particularly formalized thing. It was just sort of, it, that was my, actually my first foray into like having a slave. Right. Um, so I was reading and I was like, how do I do this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, I mean, he just kind of served me in the house and um, did things for me and helped me out and and did that over the course of years. Um, and he's a friend really now. Right. Um, he doesn't serve me in any sort of formal way. Right. 
Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, because it's always it's always interesting how, um, like, I I when I was first exploring service, hmm. um, I, I really wanted just like a, a genuine non sexual. I mean, I would have loved the sexual, but <laughs> but I was like, I, I'm I got to I want to I want to enjoy service for the sake of service. I got to find out what this is, right? Yeah. And in a lot of my experiences, I would go to a woman's house. And, you know, she said, she was very clear, there will be no sex. I'm like, that's great. That's fine. I'm not, listen, I, I haven't that's had sex in a long time. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. I'm not giving a hope. I just want to serve someone, right? Yeah. I want to feel submissive to someone. So I would like start cleaning or something like that. And after like 15 minutes, she's like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, what? She's like, you haven't broken anything. You're like, How am I supposed to punish you if you don't do something oh, wrong? Oh, jeez. It's like, oh, I'm so, um, you know, uh, or... You know, it was just, it was never the thing that I thought it was going to be, right? Yeah. And some of these people, like, I, I wouldn't have wanted to have sex with them anyway, right? Were you expecting to be punished? Were you hoping to be no, punished? No, I wasn't. Oh, well, okay. well, I mean, no, because I, I didn't want to disappoint someone. I wanted to please someone. Right, right? okay, makes sense. But I told her, like, if you want to beat me, you should beat me because no that's reason. what you want to do, right? right? So you don't right. need a reason. That's I'm right. here. That's what I'm here for. Um, But I would always have these, like, it was almost always someone who was, like, just starting out or maybe they were submissive before and trying yeah. it out or something. But it was always, like... There's this one woman who, and this is going to sound like a humble brag. This is not a humble brag. It's a woman who I had no sexual interest in whatsoever. Not my type at all. She was much older than me, but seemed kind of dominant. So I'm like, cool. So I go over. She was like, you must be naked the whole time when you're cleaning. I'm like, that's fine. I'm cleaning. And she would just come up behind me, like start like fondling me all over. And she's like, oh my God, you, okay, you've got to stop me. You've got to stop me or else you're not going to get any clean done. I'm like, okay, <laughs> stop, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to tell her to stop. I, it's not... That's not your role. That's not my role. Yeah. But then after like 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, okay. I just got it. Just, just five minutes. I want to just touch you for five minutes. I'm like, I'm like, okay. okay. But then she was like, there got no cleaning done today. I'm like, well, you kept groping me the whole time, lady, you know? So, sounds like she wasn't entirely complaining, maybe. Maybe she was. Who knows? But that sounds like a it, issue of self-control on her end. Yes. But again, you know. it wasn't the thing that I was, I was trying to have like the real mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. But then finally I, I met this couple mm-hmm. and- there was going to be no sex between us. And I served them for like years. And it was just awesome. nice. I'd go over for like a, a, one night a week or yeah, whatever and yeah. just scrub or whatever. And it was just totally high protocol stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was really great. And that was, I was like, finally, I had to enjoy it. And yeah, because yeah. of them, when I finally served Saj, she was like, oh my God, he's not breaking anything just to get punished. This is great. I'm going to marry I've this ne- asshole. I've never, <laughs> I've never had someone do that. Uh, anyone who served me, in the, I've only had three people serve me in the home because I'm so protective. Right. Um, but it, I've never had someone be like bratty and like, like right. if someone wants to get punished, like they can book a session. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or I mean, I'm actually, I like beating people, but like, it's a, if I'm, tr- if you're here to get stuff done for me, I'm not trying to waste any time beating right. you. Right. You know? Right. Um, and generally I find that, um, in, in those experiences, beating them would not have corrected their mistake. Of course. You know? It was just encouraged. Possibly. possibly po- right? I mean, that's sort of the, that's what you have to sort of be careful about. Whatever. It's, it's point is it wouldn't have been effective. Right. You right. know? Um, so I, I, this is why, uh, this is why we book an hour instead of like a 15 minute conversation. Right. Cause I keep derailing it. So you had a, you had a slave. Right. Um, and you're yeah. like, this is really great. This is really awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, I did a few foot parties while I was still in Boston, and I traveled a little bit even in those early days. I went to L.A. I went to Vegas, I think, um, for foot night. This is all before I moved to L.A. to officially – well, and officially became a dom, like, full-time. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was just dabbling. And I stayed on, on Fet Life and whatever, all the, all the things. Um, kept trying to get boys to top me. Right. <laughs> Kept being dissatisfied. <laughs> um, Dominant men are the worst. Submissive men's words at. <laughs> totally. Well, that. see, the problem is none of them actually, none of them were dominant. Like they were doing it just because they get in your pants or whatever. Or like whatever. Like they wanted to please me, um, and I was just like, oh, I just need the right dominant. And it's just like I think you know, dominance is a state of mind, and it's like you can't. If someone doesn't get it, I don't know if you can teach it. Like I, part of me thinks like you can teach it to anyone, but that was not my experience with the guys or right. just. Maybe I'm just fucking picky and like, you no, know. I think it's it's pretty much common knowledge that submissive guys are cool, very cool, yeah. awesome people. Dominant guys, they're the worst. They're just totally horrible human beings. And yeah, why would anyone hang out with them? That wasn't that wasn't my experience. Like, I wasn't dating douchey people. Right. You know, like, that's kind of a big No, I, I don't think it's because, me. I think it's just a state of nature that dominant, I'm saying submissive right, right, right. guys are awesome. That's what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> 
I got you. I got you. Um, These guys, I don't think, would have identified as self-identified as dominant, except for her slave who claimed that he was. But there you go. So you were still doing that, though, in your personal life and still trying to... Yeah, yeah. I really only chucked that like out the window probably when I went full time pro dom. I was just like, you know, this is just like, why would I even waste my time? Like, I'm I'm unhappy with what I get, no matter who the guy is. Um, No pressure, guy. (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm just going to tell you right now 100% failure rate. And go. Might be a me thing. Um, Whereas, you know, you can get a submissive guy if. in a lifestyle, in the lifestyle, and in your personal life, and just tell them exactly what to do, and they do it really well. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, great, I'm satisfied, I'm happy. Right. Um. So. Yeah. So that was you know from like 2007 to 2012 was dabbling years. And then you one second, I want to double check something. Very good. Um. And then you decided to go pro, and for your superhero name, you go after <laughs> Papa Marks. You decide. Well, is that, is that the is that a Marx Brothers reference? No, no, no. Okay, no. just checking because right. I don't know them and no, no. Uh, try to be cheeky. Daddy Marx, you know yeah. the father. You know you, you decided, and then you decide to say, you know what, I'm an I'm a monarchist. <laughs> Thank you for picking up on that. Who's also uh, into Marxism? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a funny thing, right? Um, I think when you're becoming a public person and choosing a name, your name ought to serve a purpose. Sure. Uh, and my thought at the time was, oh, I want to be treated like a princess, whatever the hell that means. And queen felt too, like, maternal, and goddess felt too religious. Right. Um, and mistress felt like I never identified with that word, although I let people use it now. Right. Um, and I would, I was going to use something like, you know, Audre Lorde, who's, like, one of my favorite, like, radical lesbian separatist writers, but... Um, I just didn't think anyone would get it, you know? So I had to go for something a little more pedestrian. Right. And you would be surprised. Like, you are literally the fourth person who has mentioned the contrast um, between the monarchism and the Marxism. I thought thought that was the joke. I thought that That was the... That is the joke. But, like, either people don't bring it up or people don't see it because they don't think about it, you know? Um, Or or they maybe think you're talking about... Harpo or one of the... But why would it on Atrix go after the Marx Brothers? Uh, that's a very good point. It's <laughs> a very good point. But I don't think too many people are like, um, wow, I wonder if I should book this Dominatrix, but I want to make sure I give right. her a full surplus value of labor. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the first person who ever actually did say anything about that um, ultimately became my partner. So Because uh, submissive guys are the best. <laughs> Well, I don't know if he's submissive, but the uh, but yeah, I, I would think that would be kind of obvious that that's the. You would think, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. But you know, probably when we're in session and, and stuff, we're like getting to other things, and right. often we're talking also. But um, whatever, right? You know. And so, uh, so you start your career, yeah. And and how long have you been doing that? Five years full time. Um, I started Sanctuary in L.A. Um, and trained a little bit with uh, Mr. Cyan and um, about six months into that, I started traveling a little bit and doing independent stuff, which Cyan from the beginning had said she was okay with. Um, and then it just kind of turned out that doing that was more lucrative than working at a house. Yeah. Um, so I just went independent um, and there were a few dungeons at the time um, from which I rented and, and um, the Decameron started up around the same time that was run by Lucy Khan and Iris, Dominatrix Iris. Um, and so since then, it's just sort of been one one foot in front of the other. Now, I, I, I'm saying this because you may want to edit, edit this part out. Yeah, that yeah. I'm gonna ask, But, you know, um, and if you want to, don't want to talk about this, that's yeah. totally cool. But. I had some friends on I was talking to a couple of months ago. I was interviewing them and they were talking about their experiences in a house mm. early on and, and how they have friends who had great experiences where they were educated, they taught, they were in right, a safe space right, right. and other places where uh, they were describing the work conditions that one of them worked at and I discovered a new kink of mine and that is unionizing a house uh, of domination. of Because huh, yeah. some of these work conditions were horrible. Wow. I mean, like... Did you did you experience that as well? No, like really? no. I mean, I think uh, I I didn't, but I did have a friend. Um, soon after college, I encouraged a friend of mine to become a pro dom because I had been dabbling, um, and she it was here in New York City, and she hated it. Right. Um, I think they made her start as a, as a submissive, and yes, which a lot of people, do, a lot of houses do, and I, you know, I I could see both the value and the 
demerit in that. Um, but the point is this friend of mine really did not dig the way that she was treated. I don't know what this place, you know, at the time I had no sense of the scene. Sure. Um, I should ask her actually what. I think if it was the place that they were talking about, yeah. it was probably this place. And they were saying that like you, you, you couldn't like reuse bottles and you couldn't like, I mean, there's just, just the guy, bottles. The, like if you, if you had a water bottle or something like that and you used it for something and if you accidentally used it for something else, you had to, it would be docked from your pay like 10 times the cost. I mean, just bizarre shit, wow. right? Like Dickensian. Yeah. So I'm like, so the industrial workers of the world, the IWW has a sex worker union. It's huh. it's union, and I'm not kidding. This six nine zero in the U.S. In the U.S. Well, the IWW is worldwide, obviously. Right, but but the chapter is in the U.S. The or? chapter is I think well, it's a worldwide chapter. I believe it's just okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. But it's uh, the union number is six nine zero. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and um and yeah, but they're sex worker union, yeah. right? And I'm like, huh. I just want to just like, this is my new thing. I have been like fantasizing about like yeah. You, I mean, you'd be a great. Um, you have nothing to lose but your chains, and bring your chains. That's right. <laughs> um, so I have a list on Twitter of um, all the various adult industry unions. Um, there's probably about eight or ten or whatever, and right. Um, uh, you know, I always think it's a good idea for people to have access to unions. Sure. Um, I personally didn't. I didn't have a, like a terrible working experience at all um, when I was at Sanctuary. Um, and I think I know there are people there who have been there for years who I think do really well. I think for whatever reason, for me, I did better independently. Sure. Um, Everyone's got their style and whatever. Yeah. And maybe the clients and whatever. I, you know, and you can command a higher rate and all that. Sure. Um, and you don't fork over fifty percent of your income. Right. Um, so surplus value. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so I'm comfortable with all that, like on record. I'm sure. Right. Saying, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like, sometimes I'll, Sad and I'll just be sitting there watching TV. And I'm like, I wonder how we can unionize those people. We just got to just. There's, I mean, there's ref efforts underfoot. Right. Um, you ought to just attach yourself to them. Um, Antonia Crane is a, a stripper and a professor out in California. She works in, at UCLA and in Palm Springs as a dancer and she is i mean she's involved with the the new york city stripper strike actually if you oh yeah i you, think i've heard an interview with her recently okay it's podcast. very possible yeah. she's yeah. brilliant um i mean so they're the strippers here are trying to unionize and, yeah. and in an ideal world is she the one who got fired because she tried to unionize uh no no, no. antonia's in la oh okay um the woman uh shoot i, I i'm blanking her name um She's in New York. Right. Um, and, you know, the problem is now, like, with FOSTA, like, organizing of any kind is actually, you you could be charged with trafficking. Right. You know, so um, it's a little problematic and whatever. We'll just see how it all plays out. Um, but Horribly. I guarantee, I'll tell you right now. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there are already court challenges. Um, the Woodhull Foundation has challenged the constitutionality, thankfully. Right. Finally. Um yeah, I'm sure the Supreme Court's going to just handle that. Just yeah, right. I mean, look, Ugh. it's it, what was the. Uh, I'm not a fan of Churchill, but one thing he said was, "America will do the right thing after they've exhausted all other options," mm. and that's sort of mm. sort of the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, have how have you changed how you work because of FOSTA? Yeah, um, FOSTA for sure. I mean, first of all, I had to move my website offshore, right. um, which is, you know, I lost my my SEO ranking that right. I'd built for five years. Um, I had to change some language on my website. I can no longer promote that I do doubles with other doms. Right. Um, I mean, I, I guess I recently did promote that and just kind of assuming it'll be, I think we communicated there's nothing sex sexy happening. Right. Um, sexual, I should say. Um, but that's kind of, a, you know, it's kind of a problem. A lot of the work that we end up doing as, as pro doms, like th there are mistress parties and there's, um, you do doubles with people and you want to promote your friends. Right. And it's like all these things suddenly come into question. Like, Will I be charged with human trafficking because I want my friend to make money? Right, right of course. You know? right. Like, it's ludicrous. And you just have to worry anything. I mean, I, I take care of Saad's website. She doesn't use it as much, but we just did the email thing just to protect the... Right, the proton know. mail. Um, um, but I was, I, was, I was debating, like, but we, we changed all these things to make it technically yeah. compliant, but it was just a pain in the ass. And we, yeah. I almost moved the, the server overseas, but I was like, I mean, if they're going to come after you... You they know. they still can totally yeah. totally. They'll figure I mean, the out fact that you're here in the U.S. is the thing that right. makes you exactly. Exposed. Right. Um, but you know, I mean, even under let's take domination, which is a non 
well, it's sexual in nature, but it's not what the cops are looking for. Let's right. take that off the table. Let's talk about like if if someone is um, a prostitute or an escort or a hooker or whatever you want to call yourself, um, if they're merely sharing an apartment with someone, their roommate could go to jail, Jeez. you know, because they could be considered to be trafficking them. Right. Uh, because they're f- using money to f- to facilitate, right. you know, their work, right. technically, even if there's no work happening at the apartment. Um, so <laughs> You'd have to do something bizarre where the roommate is paying all of their rent and you're just paying, like, friend dollars or something. I mean, I don't know why, how you do You'd it. You'd have so. to do it, like, under the table, right. basically. Right, gift cards or some bizarre... But even, even if you're not paying anything, even if this person is supporting you and you're living... If you're living for... People have gone to jail for living with their parents. Or, sorry, their parents have been charged with trafficking. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe some states make exemptions for family. Like, it's just ludicrous. It's like beyond reason. I'm so glad that like white collar crime has been fixed. <laughs> that they've decided. Well, we better go after this low hanging fruit now. Now that those crooks are all yeah. taken care of in all jail. All taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. um so, um, you want to? We're about halfway through. Okay. Yeah. Water. Another no, refresh? I'm good. I just want to make sure we're. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. You, when do I get to be done? Um, I should leave by 10. Oh, yeah. No yeah. Um, yeah, that's absolutely nuts. Um, yeah. Have you noticed, I, I have friends who have noticed that since Trump took mm. office, mm. that their business has changed in some ways, some people say that people are now, um, or they've noticed that people are like, we're, we're going to die. We've got to just <laughs> go out and enjoy ourselves, <laughs> right? Um, uh, or other people are like, uh, they're clearly more radicalized. Uh-huh. They're more, they're like, I mean, have you noticed either yourself personally or I've just certainly noticed other, that other friends. friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I had a few moments, to be honest with you, like when Charlottesville happened, um, you know, I come from a war context. Yeah. Um, Ex-Yugoslavia fell apart and there was a war and we left early in the war. We were lucky to get out. But I had kind of visions of like what might ha- what could happen. The way that it happened in Bosnia, that's how it felt there. Right. So one day we're all neighbors. It's all good. The next thing you know, people are like armed to the teeth and like people are getting murdered. Yeah. But like literally overnight. And Charlottesville felt like that for me. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, given the political climate could have gone in that direction because it was so and even in Yugoslavia it was so like it was some people anticipated it but it, was, it just seemed so incomprehensible or like impossible that that would happen right that people would just turn on each other yeah you know um but with the right propaganda and the right instigation from government and the right scapegoating it's entirely possible and that's exactly what's happening yeah so it's I was happened just time like, and time again uh, do you um when people uh, when people say I can't believe uh, I'm going to quote Noam Chomsky on a kink podcast. <laughs> I love it. But do you, do you, uh, Saad got me a shirt that says, in Noam we trust, and that's this old picture. He's great. Um, if I could, if I were gay, I'd be gay for young Noam Chomsky. That guy was pretty damn hot. Um, but he, he said that, look, people, the, you, the rest of the world is laughing at the United States when they complain about Russia in, you know, meddling in the election, mm-hmm. right? Compared to what we've done to, even right, Russia, right? Right. Um, yanks to the rescue with Yeltsin and everything like that. I mean, do you have a perspective on this as well? Like of like you people, like people have no idea what we've done otherwise, right? right? right. I def- there's definitely a part of me um, that while so at some I used to be really apathetic to American politics because I just come from a context that where like your voice didn't matter, and so I thought, what's the point of caring about what the Americans do? They they're gonna bomb us. They bombed. Serbia. You yeah, know? yeah. So it's like, okay, like these, these guys just, are just fucked and I'm not going to invest. Right. Um, something happened around during the Bush years. I was dating a guy who be- really believed that like every vote counted. Um, and I went and like, you know, tabled for music for America and like got people to sign up to vote, whatever. And, and I think that was a shift for me. Um, and so now I'm actually engaged in domestic politics, right. obviously. And, and part in large part because they affect me directly. Of Abortion, course. queer rights, like whatever. Um, so there's a part of me, like, after the initial shock of, like, oh, my God, what is happening to the world, the, the part of me that's invested in U.S. stuff. Um, and then there, then I take a step back and I'm like, wait a minute, maybe, like, this is what this country needs. Like, this country has been the bully and in power for 50 years right. plus, uh, 60. Maybe, like, it needs to, like, lose it. I mean, 
unfortunately, what would ha- what's going to happen, I think, is like the country will become weaker after right. this. And so that's terrible for the people who live here. But it, on balance, it may be better for the world out there. Right. So Right. I mean, because I mean, people don't realize just how people do not realize how horrible we are to other yeah. countries. Right. I mean, if you are. If you even have look at Latin America, I mean, just I mean, okay, I mean, yeah, anyway, everywhere. but everywhere we're assholes, we're horrible. Um, but no, I, I totally believe that every vote counts. But yeah, I also believe yeah. that that's like the minimum that right. should be done, right? Yeah. That if you're only voting, um, I mean, I mean, everyone does what they can, and right. you know, and, and everyone should do as what they can. But you're right. I mean, we need to be a lot more engaged, right? But have you noticed? Have you noticed more? Political engagement, like I, I have a friend who, uh, during the Bush years or during the during the uh, financial crisis, yeah. she uh, did a thing where uh, any Wall Street guy she would charge based on the on how many housing pe- people were being foreclosed on or something. Like she would charge them more, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. all whatever. Um, and she got so much grief about this, right? And really, you know, it was just because this is Wall Street town, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it was during the crisis. I see. Oh, well, yeah. right. I'm sure uh, they felt like their wallets were being hit too. Oh, sure, right. <laughs> I can't get that second yacht, you know. Um, but have you noticed? Have you noticed any change in in just the general vibe, the general feel of people? Like, do people want to get beat harder? Are they? You know, there's there's been a guy who's been emailing me for years, to whom I almost never, I don't respond to him anywhere at all. But um, even initially, I hardly responded. But he always opens with, "I'm a Republican. Will you kick me in the nuts?" And like, I will almost do that for free. <laughs> I will, I definitely, I, President Trump, if you're listening, I will totally kick you in the nuts for free. I will not even charge you. Um, I'm sure they're probably fairly shriveled and he's compensating for something. I do assume he has a tiny, tiny bit. Right. Um, you know, I, among my clients, I haven't really necessarily seen any kind of difference. Obviously, among everyone, like the populace in general, I, people are more a little more engaged and activated. And, right. Um, but... Yeah, if someone, I if some if I know that someone sometimes, um, if someone if I can tell someone's a douchebag, I charge extra. <laughs> it's the douchebag tax. Yeah, and that I think is. that's totally fine. It's like if you're going to behave that way, or I'm going to charge you extra, or if your politics are really that fucked, I will definitely charge you extra. Like it takes extra energy for me to deal with you. Right, I have to be combative and on guard and whatever. You do know, you, I mean, do, do do you get people who are like I'm a, like the Republican guy? Is he, he doing it because that guy he knows? never books a session. Okay, so the, he's one of these time waster guys who just wants to engage with you. He like he clearly knows that this is like activating for me, and so he's hoping to get me to respond. Or for he's free. just he wants to be his kink is someone being angry at him or whatever. Yes, right? for you have free. No right. More importantly, right? Because he never books. I will be happy to be angry with him in session. You know. You could set up like an email filter where anytime he emails, you send him photos of like. Ronald Reagan's ball sack or something. I could, but that would require effort. That's true. Uh, damn <laughs> God damn it. As it is, I um I just archive it and label it time wasting Republican Republican. Yeah. Right. So if someone contacts you mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, the opposite, right? Someone's the, an, an opposite. Someone says, hey, I'm a hardcore leftist. Yeah. I want to support another hardcore leftist. Yeah. Like, what does that look like to you? Like, what is you know? You know, I think that's a. That's an interesting question. I actually did have a client um, who was sort of in that situation. He was a, a construction worker, very blue collar and very involved in various leftist causes and identified as some kind of socialist. Um, and, you know, it was on the one hand for me, this is how I make my living. And on the, on the other hand, he's also like we're in the same struggle. Right. Um, and so I. I'm sorry. I want to stress. I wasn't saying, do you give him a discount? I wasn't right, asking right, that right. question. I get it. I get but... it. Well, th- this person happened to be applying to be a lifestyle slave and I, oh. in addition to being a paying client, which is like the only thing that I do now, like combo, um, if I ever take on a lifestyle slave. Um, and so because there is that consideration and I thought he would be a good fit, um, when you do a, a co- an ownership contract with someone as a pro dom, there's often sort of a, a bit of flexibility with, mm-hmm. the, with the session fee. Um, but I'm not necessarily like at all willing to like just like give that away to anyone right, right. so this person was a very spe- special case and he was politically involved right um and he was also very aware of of uh, like the gender issue in this dynamic sure. right like no matter you know we didn't like compare our, our salaries or anything right. but at the end of the day i'm i i'm gonna guess that, that he's making more money even as a construction worker sure 
um, construction pays well. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting thing to contemplate, you know, uh, but I certainly felt comfortable being like, you know, this he is was like, respectful. He knew, the, you know. Yeah. 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 That's um, good. And at the end of the day, I'm a sex worker. I'm technically, right. um, I'm operating in a gray zone. Like my work is far more risky in a way. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, just cause you're not wearing a hard hat. Right. 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 Um, like his work is risky also, I recognize. Um, all these politics come into play, you know, yeah. sex worker politics, leftist politics, socialist politics, like whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, when someone, uh, when, when I, when I ask this question, and this is a, this is like, there's always a dumb guy who, um, I, I asked this question on Twitter. I was like, Hey, who's that? And when someone suggested you yeah. and then some guy was like, Hey, uh, you're anti com you're anti-capitalist, but yet, uh, you make money. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, genius. Right. Brilliant guy. It's like someone says Venezuela question. whenever they say socialism, right? It's, it's like, oh, God, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but do you get that a lot or just people don't connect the dots enough? To... Um, I do get that. I think sex workers get that a lot. I think sex workers, there's a definitely a, a conversation among sex workers that's, uh, that is anti-capitalist. And, and I think guys love to be like, I mean, sex workers get blamed for wanting to get paid for their time. Right. An effort right. uh, for a number of reasons, both first, I think having to do with like men feeling entitled to women's time and attention. Uh, but sometimes you get this double whammy of like, well, this doesn't jive with your politics. And you're like, dude, I, I need to pay my bills. Like, sure. Of course. Um, and sex work thrived in socialist countries just as of well. Of course. Right. <laughs> and people pay. Because it's a need, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a need either way. It's not like, uh, uh, I can't remember who it was. Someone was talking about this, like, well, if socialism happened overnight and we had decommodified everything. Then the social, then the sex workers wouldn't have to work. That was what they were saying. And then someone, someone who's a sex worker said, "Well, no, there'll still be people who have this need, right? right? And there'll still be people who want to provide, provide that, that yeah, need, totally, right? Totally, totally. Um, because there are people who enjoy their jobs, right? Who are sex totally. workers? Right? People are and, not sex workers sorely, merely out of need, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's not like you know, in the dream of fully automated gay space communism, <laughs> there would be, you know, Star Trek. There are Star Trek. Sex workers, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just the hollow yeah. suite or whatever. Um, and, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect socialist system or a perfect capitalist system, right? right. So um, all these things are like talking about things in, in theory is like so different from practice. Of course. Um, things are commodified even in socialist countries. Of course. You know, um, goods have prices. Right. Um, uh, you know. More democratic control is the goal, right? I mean, right. that's the real that's thing. That's an ideal. Um, you know, I, I think I, in a way I feel very lucky because I think Yugoslavia, at least for a time, had a very well-working socialist system that wasn't this repressive, like, Eastern Bloc thing that Russia had going. Um, it imploded eventually. Right. Sure. Um, it was – well, it imploded partially, again, thanks to the United States uh, in there. But also it was state capitalism more than – Right. I mean, it was definitely Lenin said that he called them an army of workers, not the. And and of course, it was the uh, we're going to go on the whole thing. <laughs> Tell me. So I have a story of um, uh, about leftism. Yeah. These days. And so we have sort of an insurgent left mm -hmm. a little bit going on right now. The DSA is growing. Mm -hmm. The uh, IWW. Are growing. Uh, uh, you're familiar with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? No. Oh, yeah, of course. I am. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Saad may want me to edit this out. It was okay. my favorite story about it. Okay. Uh, she, we went to her first rally. Nobody knew who she was. We went to her first rally um, uh, in the Bronx. We uh, and and I was we were super excited because we're DSA members and we're also whatever. And and I look at the the Facebook um, group thing about the event, and some guy goes, um, "Oh, she's totally hot. I hope she wins." <laughs> And I, that really bothered me, just really irked me, right? I'm like, God damn it. And I'm not, I didn't say anything to Sod about this, but I'm like, ah, the whole, so we go get on the subway, I'm there. And the whole time, I'm just, I'm just, why can't you, she's got good politics. What's right. wrong with that, right? Right, right. Some people say, oh, she's, she's, she's a social Democrat. She's not, whatever. She's better than what most people are. Yeah. And so we're up there. And the whole time, I'm like, God damn it. Can't they just take her seriously? This is just terrible. And we're sitting there. There's like 50 people there. Not a, not a huge turnout. Maybe 50 or 100. Almost everyone's from the DSA. But we're all excited. This is all really great and whatever. But the whole time in the back of my brain, I'm sitting there going like, ah, why? It, that, people are going to be just not taking her seriously. They're just going to look at her looks. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, people are applauding. Sod leans to me. I'd totally do her. <laughs> Granted, that, she didn't say that was the reason she vote, She would vote for No, her. of course not. Right, right. I totally, um, but, true. you know, I think it's... Um, here's what I learned from, from the war in Yugoslavia. Um, people are stupid and... <laughs> people are stupid. As a socialist, I'm so disdainful of the masses sometimes. Right. Like. I, I always ex- I expect more of people. I expect people to like, you know, assess someone's platform and like value them for their their like integrity. But like in re- like look who's president. Right. That guy has nothing but like surface value. Of that course. guy's all about show. Right. Um, that's reality. But there's a vacuum, you know? right? This happens every time there's a vacuum. Whenever there's nothing on the left, the right can come in and take that whatever anger that normally the left would activate, right? Yeah. That happens over and over and over again. And as yeah, they, yeah, in Germany, yeah. the, 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 the poem is, first they came for the socialists, right? Right, right. And so it's because there's we've had no voice on the left for ages, right? We just haven't had it, right? You mean, I mean, but Bernie ran. But sure, Bernie whatever, ran. But again, but... Bernie, I mean, keep in mind, Bernie is, which by the way, again, I'd be gay for Bernie. I'd totally... <laughs> I'd be uh, gay for Bernie, too. <laughs> right. You'd be gay for Bernie. That's, that, that's saying something. Now, uh, but Bernie, uh, 30, 40 years ago, mm. would be just a normal Democrat. Right. Right? Yeah. And Nixon almost had a UBI, a universal basic income. He proposed yeah, a UBI. wow. I didn't but know But it that. didn't pass because the Democrats said it wasn't generous enough, right? Wow. The whole, the huh. whole, both parties have moved so far to the right, right? Yeah. Bernie is like, we'd be, if he said, we need Medicare for all, 40 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, so he's not that That's radical, not a platform. right? <laughs> now people are like, communist Bernie yeah, Sanders asks yeah, for, you know, yeah, yeah. he's not saying we're going to burn down Wall Street. Right, you know? right. So you're saying that, that the left is not sufficiently activated? Or well, yeah, it? because the, it's been just completely muzzled. It started yeah. with, you know, the Democrats moving to the right, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so because of that, it's just been, and every time we've had like a little hint of it, it gets kind of like, like, Obama comes in and people are like, this is it. He's going to do it. He's like, I'm going to jump on the picket lines. And, you know, that's what he says. And we're going to do a card check for, to grow the unions in their crickets. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it happens over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. But now I think we have people are like, wait a minute, we can't do this yeah. incrementalism bullshit yeah. anymore. Right. Because this is what happens when you don't have a voice. Right. On the on the, um So, you know, a, a situation like this could serve to energize people. Right. And then, and like you'll Before be like, implode. you'll be like, marching down the street with the, the sex workers red umbrella. Yeah, yeah. And then like a hammer and whip. What is the symbol gonna be? The Princess Marks logo, as a matter of fact, <laughs> which has existed for many years already, is um, the you know the feminist symbol with a fist inside, yeah. which was originally a workers' party yeah. symbol um, with a little crown on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I I totally forgot because I checked out your website, and now. You have, like, speaking of feet, like, you've had awards, like, foot oh, awards? Sure. Yeah. What is that? Um, like, how do you get a foot award? Um, foot Night International is, like, the biggest foot night, a foot party organization right. in the country. And um, they have them all over the country. And so they, I guess, that the you know, you get nominated and then fans choose if they like you. And, you know, to be fair to everyone who's ever been nominated... Um, the awards don't always correlate with like objective things, you know. Um, like, what, do you, what, is that, <laughs> what is that? What is that? For that example, mean? for example, well, some people like some people like I have fairly sort of um, normative feet, but many people are into like kind of uh, different feet, like abnormalities. You know, like one toe being There's longer. There's some guy right now listening to this episode, and he's writing in. How come you didn't have photos of it on the website? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> You can go to our website and there's to plenty of stuff. Exactly. Right. Um, so there was no objective, like, pretty foot. Um, and often in 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 today's, like, a, like femdom world, which is a lot of which is online, um, the I think a lot of, like, a lot of the people who get the awards um, are people who have exposure, People who produce a lot of clips, right? Oh, so, like, sure, right. There, there are women that I know from the parties who go all the party who, to all the parties who are very popular at the parties who have never won an award, right? You know, um, because they're they're not making clips, or because right. maybe because they're a fuller size woman, sure. like all these weird little things. Um, I get you. Sure. Yeah, so I, I'm honored to have received this award, and I'm very grateful to my fans. But I, I take it with a grain of salt because because you're good with the clicks. 
Because why? Because you're good with the clicks. You're good with uh, getting people out there. Just or something. You have, a, you have a very devoted following. Something. What, whatever it is. I have to say, and again, I don't want to keep making this about me. And <laughs> yeah, maybe you love it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's okay. I was at a, uh, this was like a couple of years ago. Sad and I were at this party. It was just a, it was just a queer party. And yeah. There was a people, and there were these two guys who I kind of know. Um, their their partner and um and I'm um, walking. You didn't have to have you supposed to take your shoes off. Some walk around barefoot, and I didn't. Whatever. And these two guys come up to me and say, "Oh man, what what size are your feet? Oh my god, you're, you've got amazing feet." And I was like, and I was like, nobody's ever said that to me before, that's right? Awesome, yeah. And, but I was like, that's a little weird. I'm like, that's kind of. I don't want to. Hey, Sod, didn't you know? <laughs> I have you know. You should have explored that. You don't have to be into the guy to be into him worshiping your feet or touching your feet or whatever. I mean, I I, I can't imagine. I don't. I like things done to me right, unless okay. it's like, like a beating Pain. or something like yeah, that or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But also, I was just like, I'm like, yeah, I don't mind being objectified, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. If it's done in the way that makes you feel good, that's what matters. Do you think we'll get in our socialist utopia? We'll get a universe in which women are 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 like. Oh, look at that guy's foot. Oh, yeah. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Or do you think the guys will just calm down? I think women doing that has nothing to do with socialist utopia. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to (laughs) connect the dots here. I have a friend who's a woman who's uh, not a pro at all who's got a foot fetish and loves her boyfriend's feet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard. It's always been the other way around. It's more rare, but I I love that I know a woman who who does. Um, I think in a utopia... um, you know, I don't want to be gender essentialist. Like, I don't like, I don't, I don't want to believe that like men are biologically flawed. I don't think men are biologically flawed. Uh, but like, I, th- I just think the way the men are trained these days, right. I feel like we need a, at least a period where like women are on top and men assume a position of, of service and submission. Right. Um, I had a client recently whose fantasy it is to only breed the submissive men, not to have sex with them, but to like take their sperm and use it for procreate for procreation right so that we would evolve as a species with fewer aggressive alpha males and more submissive males and i'm like that's a genius idea <laughs> i've been wasting mine for years <laughs> you need to be going to that sperm bank <laughs> Man, i'm like there could be other smart submissive men out there more of them people are always like hey people are always telling me you're tall you're blonde that's like the call that's like the key you've got these norse the magic. features yeah. and, and they didn't know that i've got the real Sod's been throwing it away. <laughs> well, well. My God, think of all the millions of. I do think you should consider the sperm bags. The sperm bank. I'll check it out. Know? I'll have to check that out. I'll just show up with a gallon one day. Wow. There you go. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, we. Uh, oh yes, there was a study that came out, mm-hmm. uh, and this is in the New York Times of all things. That said that women under in the Soviet bloc had mm-hmm. better sex. Then after it fell, that like they had more orgasms after. And the reason is because the way they chose their partners were different. Hmm. They chose their partners for different reasons hmm. under communism oh, see, than they see, did. And and they interviewed women who, and, and also men. Men was like, you used to have to be charming. Now you just need money, you know. Right, right, right. And, they, and they, like women had more orgasms under communism. You know, I always take studies with a grain of salt, but um, that one happens, that there's a lot of like, confirmation bias that that like responds to with me um but i certainly remember i mean i grew up in a place where like you chose what you did for work uh because you liked it right if you like being a mechanic that's what you did right um and it's it's i think i still sort of struggle with like the mentality of like like it's so things are so money driven here yeah i do fin down you know it's like um i think like my life choices with like friends and stuff obviously all reflect this other uh mentality but it's it's like the ambitious drive that's so prevalent in the West. Yeah. Um, that like makes people crazy and like whatever, like I'm like, I'm, I'm ambitious, but like for my own reasons and right. like personal satisfaction, but like this keeping up with the Joneses thing, it's just like, it. I don't know, kind of seems bonkers sometimes. It does. Um, I also just feel, it just, yeah, it just feels weird. I mean, you really want to get grossed out, go to Westchester. Go up, just I went up to here. school with a lot of people from West. Oh my, the worst people. My school is pretty gross. Oh my uh, god, it's just horrible. You just like, uh, just terrible, 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 terrible people. 
Um, not all of them. Yeah. You know, I think actually a lot of the kids that I, that I found this out about were actually very nice kids, but I, my school definitely had that sort of douchey, waspy component. But there's um, a thing. Again, it's, it's not that they're... I think genuinely they believe they're good people, obviously, right? I'm they don't, sure, yeah. They don't think what I'm doing is evil or something like that, right? It's not like a... People are used to watching movies where it's like... There's a guy just, you know, with his mustache, who, or, or the, the Council of Evil. They call yeah. themselves that, right? Nobody thinks that they're evil, right? Yeah. Jeff Bezos doesn't know he's evil. But if he died, hap, you know, accidentally got hit by a giant Amazon truck, things would be much better, right? Because he's just a horrible, evil... He could t- I saw this. This is not a study. This is someone did the math. Yeah. He could take a shit in a brand new Lamborghini three times a day for a hundred... 100 years and still have like 80 billion left over? Wow. Obscene. Obscene wealth. I've got a new fetish now. Damn. <laughs> Lamborg- shitting in Lamborghinis. Right. Honey, we're going to say about... <laughs> Sorry about that house. Here's a new here's a new logo for the episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> or tagline. New tagline. Um, um, I know I'm keeping track of time here. Yeah, let me just <clears throat> make sure that I I know I recall what I said. Um, I think I said at 10.15 to 10.30 I would be there. Yeah, 10.30. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, how long will it take to you to get to the place? Probably about a half hour. Okay. Yeah. Well, then yeah. we'll just yeah, yeah. We'll wrap up right yeah. now. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm, what we did? Well, we haven't talked about. We talked about what people fetishize about you. Hmm. What is it like? What are your things? What are your like? Do you have like a? You really like beating, or you really mm-hmm. like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I do really love beating people. Right. Um, it gives me like this joy. Like caning or is a... um caning single tail um. Anything that hurts. Right. Um, some things hurt more than others. And um, I obviously love foot worship. Um, you know, another kind of taboo thing. Like, I'm a nice person about this in real life. But uh, when I have permission to put on my dom hat, I love small penis humiliation. Um, I love I love cuckold fantasy talk. Um, I love... Um... What is it about small penis humiliation? Because I've, I've heard quite a... Again, I don't. Under, this is one of those things I do not understand. It is. Um, do you ever have someone with a large penis want small penis? Yes, happens really? all the time. Really? <laughs> and what yeah. is that? What is that? Do you know what that is? Mm, I don't want to be. I think in the case of that, uh, those people. Sometimes I think it's like. Sometimes I think it's sort of a bratty submissive thing. It's like, oh, like I know my dick is big. Right. Please tell me it's, you know, but I think some people are genuinely, genuinely want to feel disempowered. Right. You know, for them, the notion of having a big dick is very empowering and they want to feel um, disempowered. They want to feel like less than they want to feel. They want to feel that distance. They want to feel you reject them. Right. You know, Um Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel so. Here's how I feel in that of it. I don't have a thing, right? Yeah. I don't have a thing like that, mm. and I really, I don't understand that. I'm just maybe too simple. Are you not into humiliation at all? No. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I, this is if, if like if Saad slapped my face, she did it once, yeah. right? I mean, I'm in tears immediately, like oh. not good tears, like because okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. disappointed her, right? That's yeah. how I associate. But like, I, I remember I, I was dating a woman once, and and we had just had sex, mm. and and. Uh, she was a dom and she goes afterwards she was like made some sort of small penis humiliation I'm like I said it like wait were you faking it just now she's like no I thought it'd be hot if I made it smell but well, you just talked about how great it was and now you're saying I don't understand this she's like will you relax it was Mixed just a, I'm just playing around I'm like you're not playing around you just said you were and turning into Jerry Seinfeld afterwards <laughs> I don't know um, I think humiliation is really powerful um, I think it's sort of one of the most fundamental power exchanges actually right. so I think if you um from where I stand, I think even vanilla sex is actually hu- like hu- like embedded, embedded, imbued right. with a lot of power exchange. And I think people don't have the language for it, maybe, and don't realize it. But I think there's, and humiliation is a big part of vanilla sex. I think. Right. I think if you look at mainstream vanilla porn, right, there's, it's all like mouth fucking and ass gaping. It's like degrading this girl, you know. Right. Um. You know, in, in like political scenarios in, in real life or in whatever, like when people want to disempower someone, they humiliate them right. publicly or otherwise. Right. Um, and I think if you feel comfortable enough to like let yourself feel, let let that be done to you, it can be hugely arousing. Sure. You know? Um, well, it's funny, but about specifically humiliation. Yeah. Because 
that's such it could be such a broad range of things. Right, right, totally. Like I love it when she like like teases me about enjoying something despite myself, like pegging or something like that. You know, I I love that. That's great because she knows it's I'm turned on, and then she was like, "Oh, you really love this." That's great, right? But if she was like, "You worthless piece of shit," and I was like, "All right, I'll go get the divorce paper." <laughs> Well, I've been living a lie, you know. Yeah, there's different degrees with everything, right? right. Callie actually, Princess Callie, you know, she has a book on erotic humiliation. Yeah, she was... distinguishes between three different types of humiliation. So she, I think it's teasing um, is sort of the low end uh, humiliation in the middle and degradation is right. like the, the very severe thing. Um, and different people are into different things and different contexts call for different right. things. Um, um, yeah, and not to walk away from that too quickly, but um, I've remembered... Like, my all-time favorite is ball busting. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know. It's a, that, I've seen videos. Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. like, I know. Holy I know. crap. Some of these guys can really take it. Um, but I think both that and small penis humiliation for me are like, like, I would normally just walk up to someone and kick him on the nuts, like in the street, right? Like, right. I'm a nice person. Sure. Um, but because those two things are so taboo, because you, because masculinity is so fragile. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, you want to be careful. Um, having permission to do that in like the safe space and right. having someone actually enjoy it is just like the bee's knees for me. Well, also as as a kid, you're, you know, little girls are taught not to do that. To, right, right. Right. You want to fight fair. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that's uh that's a whole other thing there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you have to go, but I, this was a lot of fun. Thank I hope you want to come back again. Time. I'd love to. And uh, there's so many more things, and I'm sure. Within five minutes after this comes out, someone's going to accuse me of having a Putin stooge on the show or something like that. Oh, Jesus. I hate Putin. Well, Just no, I clear know. clear the record. But it always happens. Anytime well, you mention anything that has to If someone's an to... idiot and right. wants to think that someone is a socialist, it necessarily oh. has anything to do with Putin. I know people who Putin is a capitalist. Think, I, 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 I know people who think Russia is still a communist. That's how well, yeah, yeah. American education is. That's not strength. on you or me. But this was so good to talk to you. I'm glad we so got nice to meet to up meet you. there. And maybe yes. maybe we could have your partner with you next time. Sure. We could talk about you guys that. together because that sure. sounds like a really interesting combo. So uh, thank you so much for doing this. We'll have all the links on your website. And sounds good. 